Alrighty, good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Collective. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Mike White. Mike, what are you drinking today? Mm. Mm. I've so, so my ADHD is awesome. So I've got um I forget the name of it, but there's a nootropic from Ambrosia Labs that I've been taking. It tastes like cherry limeade. So I've got that in a Powerade bottle. I've got a cold brew that my lovely friend brought me. Um and then I've got a rainbow sherbet rain that I've been also working on. It's that's all I know, baby. Listen, I I'm rocking and rolling today. I got like five plans to write. I'm moving. Yeah, I've got a couple calls, and it's a busy day. I'm chasing that. So my goal is if we're on like a one to 10 scale, right? And 10 is pure schizophrenia. I'm shooting for my most productive that I can be as a human is about an 8.7. So we're chasing an 8.7 today. My, my, that reminds me of my favorite, like Tom Segura bit where he's talking about his driver who would talk about how he loves smoking crack and then peeping out of his peephole and staring at people walking by because the same energy for sure. these demons bro you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am not there anymore i went through that phase for a little bit where like uh, uh, a small cold brew from Starbucks would send me over the edge and I could see sound. Whereas now I'm like in this really lovely spot where granted, I'm not going to finish all three of them. Like these are not getting done anytime soon. I will be sipping on all of them all day. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DC's baby.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. what it is yeah and then your your adrenals get smacked in the face in 10 minutes time yeah yeah <laughs> why, why am i punching drywall all day <laughs> no that makes sense i i'm like i've got pretty good if i have this many drinks i'm good about it because it's just like i'll cycle through right i'll just take a sip of each as i'm going or whatever sounds the best Unfortunately, the rainbow sherbet rain is so fucking sweet. There's no way that I can down it. I think that we're going to have to end this podcast. <laughs> like... Okay. 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 Spicy. Yeah. It's a good. I I love a white monster. I love monsters in general. I, I didn't like the strawberry one. I had it recently. I thought it was trash. It, it tastes like a strawberry whispered in the other room. And you just caught like a, a, a hint of it, right? It's not as artificial as I would prefer it as I am a dumpster fire of a human. I have found G Fuel is probably my favorite line of energy drinks currently because they're not like overly caffeinated and are not overly, excuse me, overly carbonated. That's what I meant to say. And that's why I prefer. I don't want something ultra carbonated. I don't want it like McDonald's Sprite spicy, right? I don't want it. I don't want it there because a McDonald's Sprite is only my only cure-all for a hangover when I do drink. So that's a special place for me. That carbonation relates to hangover. So I like G Fuel because it's not overly carbonated. But like I will say, well, I, have, I don't know the exact dosages, but like their focus blend in there is phenomenal. And I also love the branding that everything is just video game oriented. It makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I tried one. They're pretty sick. Mm hmm. We'll talk about that. Yeah. I know that you don't drink frequently, but they do now make monsters that are 6% alcohol by volume. They do.
code red fucks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Feel like Dude, I remember these. Oh my god, they still make them. You can get them on Amazon. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon. Dude, I remember these. Because I remember the Fuji Apple can, the white and gold can. I remember that. Dude. Good play, Mike. Good play. <laughs> I'm... When it comes to gas station snacks, I am a sommelier of sorts. I, dude, I'm telling you, I, I follow so many snack hunter pages on Instagram, so I know when stuff is being released, and I go hunt it down, and I find it every time. <laughs> I'm fighting it every day, dude. I'm fighting it every day, dude. I swear. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. I it's going to be a son of a bitch to make weight, but that's what you want. That's what you want, right? I have also we and you have you and I have discussed it for three months now, but I think we're we're going to pull the trigger on the my season as well. That's what we're thinking. I have uh, to, to segue into this as we apologize for our probably now three listeners, previously six, um, as to why we, we've lost a majority of them. Um, I, we are very sorry about our absence as I got very sick. I got like an upper respiratory infection that turned to bronchitis. And then Mike and I have also played the game of we record every Wednesday at nine. And we've either alternated me accidentally sleeping through my alarm or Mike accidentally sleeping through his alarm every other time that we've tried to record. So now we're here. So we're sorry, guys. We suck. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, because we both work until a midnight every night. So we just have awesome sleep schedules. horrible dude horrible if i like understood how to manage time i could probably be like rule the world by this point but i just i don't no no he, he didn't give me many and he sure shit didn't give me that one i did not earn that one um but yeah so i've taken the last almost month off of training um i went to dc a couple weeks ago to visit some of my best buddies and so the week leading into it it was the end sort of coming to the end of my last push 
And I was just running into the fatigue hole that I could not dig out of. So I deloaded for like nine sessions and nothing was changing. I still had aches and pains. Performance was still shit. And so I was like, I'm going to just take, because I traveled to DC on Thursday. So I was like, I'm going to take Wednesday through Monday off of training entirely. Give my body a break. Enjoy myself. Let everything relax. Like eat intuitively. And the day I got back from DC, I got sick. And so, and started my cruise all at the same time. So I dropped a lot of weight very quickly. And now I feel like a tiny little bitch boy. And I've trained twice since February, like 20th, I think. So we're just now getting back into the swing of things. I'm training like three days this week and hoping recovery will permit me to do so. So I'm like two eight. I'm trying to, I say I'm trying to, I've been consistently doing the thing where I work from like 7am until 7pm and then realize how hungry I am and I eat one massive meal and then I go to bed, but I keep waking. Yeah. And we're in a borderline binge, but I'm waking up super dry and lean ever. Like I'm just getting tighter doing this and I'm like, well, yes, I know, I know, I know, but I'm like, maybe it's helping my insulin sensitivity. No bullshit. This is just how I'm justifying eating. Well, you know what, Mike? I'm getting peeled, dude. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. So, so it's something that I'm actively trying to improve on. Um, but we're I'm just gonna start cooking. I will. I will. I'll. I'll follow that. Whatever you do, I'll do. I'll just. You know what? Yeah, we'll make that blood pact right now. I think. I'll be fine. This week is when I'm really trying to actually like I've gotten an appetite back because like I've been dude I've been struggling with hunger cues since my show. Like I think genuinely we, we, we yeah doesn't doesn't MK also kind of push? I've heard some people like it sounds like it's a little bit placebo, but. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm in the flow of eating, I, I like to use um, ginger root extract, like 500 milligrams twice a day in between meals with like, you have to drink with like 40 ounces of water or you will likely get an upset tummy. But that that's been something that I've used in the past to just like, uh, like make my appetite unnecessarily high. I'm just not there yet. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of success with it. My athletes, I've been using it for a couple of years now. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's it that's what I'm saying, dude, and I'm so excited for you. I you also weigh about twelve pounds more than me, <laughs> which is wild to think about. Like I'm, it makes me a little bit sad. I miss, I loved being too, like the peak of my push, I was 251 fasted. So I was stepping in the gym at like two with clothes on. I was like closer to 260 when I would train and it was awesome. And then the lowest weigh in. So I dropped a little bit of weight, obviously, um, leading into it from the deload and everything else. So I started pulling food down a little bit. So I went to DC, I think at like 241 probably. And then I always lose weight from flying. And I got about, I, I got about 35,000 steps on that Saturday and obviously didn't eat enough. I, it hurt. And I was wearing, dude, I was wearing my taxis. I was wearing a pair of ones and I got 35,000 steps. My feet hurt so bad. I didn't expect us to walk that much. So I got back, I think I was probably 234 and then got sick. Lowest weight that I saw on the scale was 228. I haven't been 228 since like three weeks after my show in June of last year. And so I just started, it's, thank you. It felt really great. And so I, <laughs> so I started pushing food and now I'm back up and like fasted like 233, two, I'm just trying to like, I'm just, because again, I've only done two sessions. I've done a leg session and a back session in the last week. So I'm just trying to like feed back up slowly because I also don't want to just immediately get fat again. <laughs> Dude, I I made a sushi bake last night and that okay, so you I saw No 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 hear me out. Hear me out. I saw it on TikTok. I've done it a few times. It's delicious. Let's just you got a lot of androgen. You got a lot of androgens right now. We need to work through. So you get a you get a deep set pan. Okay, you make sushi rice. You do a layer of sushi rice. Then you do a layer of avocado. And then you make, you air fry salmon separately, okay? And then you make a mixture. Just hear me out. Hear me out. I promise it's good. It's very yummy. And then you uh, like shred up imitation crab and you mix the salmon, the imitation crab, you mix in kupi mayo, a little bit of sriracha, some soy sauce. You mix that whole mixture up, right? A little bit of teriyaki, put a layer of that down. Then you do a layer of sesame seeds. You bake it for a little bit. You pull it out, more teriyaki sauce on top, and then you eat it with nori. You eat it with seaweed. It is delicious. It's sushi ingredients, Mike.
But it's the other things in it, you fuck nut. Don't even try that with me. Don't even try that with me. You know what, Mike? I should have ran it by you last night. I am so sorry that I wanted to. Okay. Here we fucking go. No, when when I when I listen when I when I go to sushi, I'm just like straight nigiri sashimi. Okay, that's I don't like I don't like fried rolls or like rolls with cream cheese in them. I think that's a disgrace. I don't like anything with cheese because you aren't supposed to pair dairy and fish together, anyways. It's like it's a cooking thing. I've watched Food Network. Thank you. Um, they just oh, it's too much. Like eel roll is about as as extravagant as I choose to go, right? Because I love eel, but I'm just telling you, and I'm not saying this as to try to defend my cultural appropriation. The woman that I saw make the sushi bake, it was it was a, an Asian family. So I don't feel as if, I don't feel as if I stole. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It is. You're right. I. <laughs> it is a conundrum of sorts. <laughs> like. I watched you look. <laughs> I saw you look straight up at the ceiling, and your brain, your brain can control all delete reset for a minute because you're like, I gotta reboot. Like I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I promise you, it's really yummy though. For for all I can offer, it's taste. It's so good. <laughs> no, it'd be called like a, it'd be. A, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
which is easy. I mean, it's not it's a low hanging fruit, Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to find this one. So one of them, Mike, on Sunday posted a breakfast spread, and it looked lovely. And I responded, "Denny's is killing it today." And he just responded to the message with an angry face emoji. And then he posted one on Saturday night, and um. I asked if Chili's had olives on their menu and he said, fuck you. And I said, I love you so much. Um, <laughs> and I just do it periodically because usually if we're, if we're, if we're speaking our truths, usually the times of the evening, which Mike posts these, I'm usually lethally stoned and so I'm usually pretty high. And so I'm just like, I'm feeling a little mischievous. I'm feeling a little, little silly and quirky. And I just, yeah, and I'm just like, I'm just going to poke a little fun at Mike. Because they all look, the meals look fucking incredible, dude. Like, they look so good. So we both know this is not even, like, if. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> like, this isn't good. This isn't good. I won't do I won't do it anymore. I've done it three total times. I've done it because you did like a pasta one, and that's when I was like, I didn't know Domino's had pasta on their menu again. And you, you fucking, you got so mad. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's it's all in good fun. I'll start posting food so you can make fun of it, dude. I love to cook, Mike. My brother in Christ, I grew up morbidly obese, and all I watched was the Food Network. All, I, I grew up only, I've watched every season of Chopped, so hand to God, I'm obsessed with the Food Network. I grew up fat, and I didn't have friends. All I did was cook and eat. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, okay. Well, like I, I started like cooking exclusively for myself. I think by the time I turned 16 is when I like started going fairly independent. But I've been living on my own for seven years now. And I just was like, well, I'm going to, I knew how to cook before. But once I started living on my own, I could actually afford food, like good quality food and ingredients. I was like, if I'm like, I, in most cases, make every free meal that I eat because I'm like, this is just more enjoyable to me. That's where I'm from. No. God. Yeah. No. No. 
Mm -hmm. Oh shit, they're going. Big Mike is here. Big Mike is pulling up. Dude, I love, I feel as if you and I both are just very much the duality of man, you know, because we both look like felons, but then sit there and talk to people about like sous vide things, you know? Yeah, like I caught myself using the word divine yesterday while I was in the grocery store. And I, I also look as if I might have just gotten out of prison. So people looked at me real confused. They were like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. No, that's um, I, I, I don't have the education that you have, but... I don't, yeah, I couldn't. I, I don't think that I could. There's not enough Adderall on this planet to let me focus through school. Um, but I just, it's really nice when people are like, oh, you don't sell drugs for a living? I'm like, no, I own a couple of them. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, when I flew back from D.C., I sat beside the lead cardiologist of University of Chicago, and beside him was like a criminal defense attorney from Texas. And uh, they were like, I was just talking to him and everything. And I look like a whole sack of shit as I, my, my airport attire is incredibly just bummy. And I'm also slightly hungover. So I'm like really gross. Like I wore my sunglasses the entire flight, like a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Like, dude, I was hurting. I was hurting real bad. And don't drink, don't drink. And so I'm just sitting there like, just uncomfortable and they're we're I'm talking to them asking them questions they're like what do you do for a living and i was like i'm a business owner <laughs> and then i explained what i did and they were both like oh cool and i could tell that they were not remotely impressed <laughs> yeah Gang shit. You know what felt really good when I went on this flight? Because, so, I'm growing a mullet right now. And we're actually making good progress in the back. And um, the flight that I got, I couldn't take a carry-on. So, I just did a checked bag. So, I'm going through air. It's the only way to go. Carry-ons are a waste, in my opinion. And so... I'm going through airport security. And again, like I'm only carrying what I can in my hands and my pockets, but my sweatpants, my camo ones, they're too big in the way. So if I put anything in the pockets that they immediately just like fall to my knees, basically. So I'm like holding all my shit. I've got my sunglasses on again, like a fuck. And I walk up to the like lady to check your ID. And the first thing she asked if I was, if I was a recording artist in Nashville and I did not hesitate to lie to her. I, I immediately was like, yes, ma'am, I am. Thank you. So, and I just kept it pushing, dude. Like I live, I, I live for being mysterious in airports. <laughs> we, we are. <laughs> My, 
I really appreciate you supporting my toxicity. It makes me happy. Well, it's like it was just in the moment. I couldn't even hesitate to be like, no, well, actually what I do, like I'm in the line, like she's checking my ID. She's like, are you recording artists? And I just went, yes, ma'am. I am. And I just kept moving. Like I didn't even, it didn't even. It, it was just like a like I flinched and just it, it spewed out because I knew that's what she wanted me to say as well. So the people pleaser in me was like absolutely. So now she's gonna go home and tell that she that she saw some recording artist and she it made her whole day right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do produce a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for for our loyal listeners, yes, every week. Yeah, like who the fuck are these guys? The collective. Um, we're, we're up to four and a half stars, um, as I can guess where the negative ratings, whom has left those. I hope that you're listening. Um, yeah, I know. I, I, it's not hard to guess who they are. We both um, fucking idiots. But uh, yeah, so you ain't going to, I don't give a fuck, bro. I don't care about the four and a half. Um, we will be on Apple. I do still need you ADHD graphics. Yeah, yeah, because the pixel rate, it's like Apple, I will let you guys know the only reason we're not on Apple Podcasts right the second is they are very, very finicky, and there are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through to actually be approved as a podcast on there. So that's why we're just on Spotify, like poor people, because they will let anybody be, they'll let anybody be a podcast as long as you have like all the paperwork in order. Um, whereas... Yeah, like as far as Apple goes, you basically need like five references and a credit score over 800 for them to approve you. So that's where we're at. But anyways, Mike, 35 minutes in, what are we talking about today? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
Because you're, I will say in most cases, on vacation, you're only, you're more likely to undereat than overeat, depending on calorically where you're at, right? Like, obviously, some people depends. Like, I actually just had an example of that. My client, Grant Stevens, he, um, he went to New Orleans for a weekend, long weekend. And he, dude, I know, New Orleans is so fun. Yeah, and so I, I kind of have, like, a couple different rules of thumb with my people, but Grant's not uh prepping for a show right but he does treat his diet he takes it very seriously dude this guy does not miss like he's basically a competitor but he just he's not on stage yet so he's super lean right now like he's peeled and but he's always meticulous like for the last year and a half that i've coached him he's been very meticulous and so i told him like i gave him some parameters because it made him feel more comfortable but I told him, I was like, dude, like it's your vacation. You're with loved ones. At the end of the day, th that needs to matter more. It's four days, right? It's a drop in the bucket with how much progress he's made. So I just gave him the parameters. Like let's do, cause his meal plan is five meals a day. I said, let's try to get three of our meals in roughly. Right. And then one to two meals, depending on, I was like, eat around your hunger cues. Like don't, if you're not hungry, you don't have to eat, but if you're hungry, eat until you're full and satisfied. And just eat what you want, right? And I was like, alcohol-wise, like, enjoy yourself. Like, I, I, he asked for parameters around that as well. And I was like, let's stick to, like, clear liquor, seltzers, sugar-free mixers. Try not to overdo it. Like, but enjoy yourself. And lo and behold, he checked in this week, and he actually lost three-quarters of a pound. And he's just more peeled. Because he did exactly that. I told him, like, usually my rules for most people is I tell them, I'm like, you can be as strict or as loose with this as you feel most comfortable, because I don't want you going into a trip anxious about rig being rigid, but I also don't want you, because some people need that structure and some people don't. So I'm like, you need to decide what your is most conducive for your mental health and what's going to make you the happiest and enjoy this trip the most. If you want me to, to give you a rule book and tell you to do something, I will. If you just want to enjoy yourself, I will give you a, just things to avoid and then you can kind of make whatever you want of it but my two biggest rules with people is make sure you hydrate and just walk around like don't like you don't have to work out if you don't want to me personally when i go on trips i always find destination gyms to train at so like i'm going to train probably two times that i'm on a trip like maybe three times usually in most cases like when i went to new orleans i trained every day that i was there because i found a really sick gym and i just included in my schedule but walk around make sure you're hydrating properly and then let's aim for like a protein goal like make sure that we're doing a lean protein with every meal and beyond that it is 
ultimately your prerogative as to how strict or rigid you choose to be, right? But but most people tend to undereat, and then I think that's ultimately kind of what affects body composition or their perception because they underhydrate, so they're going to be more fluid retentive. Then they eat two gut bomb meals, so then they get inflamed because their digestion's fucked up. There's also a sodium influx, which sodium's not a bad thing, but massive influxes of it are not great. And then they get, come back and they're like, dude, I look like shit. And I'm like, it's not body fat. It's literally fluid retention. It's inflammation and fluid, which is also fluid, but. Yeah. 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 Like you, you have to eat in such a vast surplus to put on body fat that rapidly, especially if it's like a, just a weekend trip. Like granted, like I've, I've probably eaten at a, at a level where I've done that before, but like, even then I just, what I just have my athletes do is like the plan's not going to change week one. I'm not going to punish you. We're probably just going to increase water by a quarter gallon a day for the next four days. And you'll flush all the excess fluid retention off and then we'll be fine. Like diet breaks, I schedule intentionally with my people. So it's like, this is actually benefiting you because we're dropping some fatigue pulling out a training if you choose to pull out for a couple days, which again, a couple days is a drop in the bucket. And then you're eating up a little bit potentially in a slight surplus. And then we're just going to push you right back to where you were before. And like 10 times out of 10, they improve. Like, Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think like, I've always said that, like, I think in most cases, like this is there, there are obviously exceptions to what I'm about to say, but 
in most cases, the cortisol production that is tied to this is going to be more detrimental than potentially what you could do in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to eat pretty hard. Like some, like I said, I've got people like I've got people who are eating in their base diet to just hold in a maintenance phase, like 700 grams of carbs right now. Like you go on a vacation, you are going to have to push it to eat out into a surplus at that point. If metabolically you are in that position currently, like you're, you're going to have to put in work period. No. Yeah. That's more of like a like a central nervous thing than anything. It's not like you're you're actually losing strength because strength is ultimately a skill. It's just like your body neurologically has to remember to adapt to these movements and weight like load again. It's just like, oh I forgot about this. Yeah, it's like give it give it two two or three sessions and you'll be fine. Like I'll use myself as, as an example. I took, like I said, I took three weeks, nearly a month off of training due to being sick. And I trained this week and I trained back a couple days ago. I was within 85 to 90% of my usual weight that I blow, that I use. And it felt, I mean, like my first warmups, I was like, okay, Jesus Christ. But then once I got like ready, mentally prepared for my top sets, it was like I'd just taken a few days off. Like it's not going to disappear. And like, to also just over, to throw it in the mix, this is 80 to 90%, 85 to 90% of my working weight. When two months ago I was, I had a, a good, like I had androgens in my system, whereas now I currently do not. So we can even throw that variable in the mix. Like I'm on TRT and I can still within 10% range of my working weights from a month ago when I was not on TRT. So it's, it's just a mindset thing. It's a frame of mind, but it goes back to it, right? And that's where I think we come in as coaches. You know, I coach, you know, 40 people. I have 40 different approaches. So there's 40 different approaches that someone might, that, that can be taken as far as what you need when it comes to like, let's say a vacation or traveling or whatever those things may be. Like I work with a lot of people on the road. So one thing that I always tell people, like I worked on the road myself and that's where I learned a lot of these things. Like you can buy a space heater on Amazon that plugs into a nine volt in your car charger and it will, you put a meal in it and it will heat the meal up to a certain temperature and just keep it there for as long as you need. So I use that a lot when I was on the road. A lot of times it's hard, it's harder to find now, but a lot of times like most travel stops, like large gas stations that have like, yeah, yeah, they're going to have microwaves. And if they don't, you can tell them you have dietary restrictions and they, there's a microwave there for you, right? Yeah, then in most cases, if you're sweet and nice and kind, they'll let you use it. If not, you just, you know, move on. I've also, I've eaten cold meals. I've eaten cold meals. I, I tell this story every time. 
So I used to work in crawl spaces. So I worked underneath houses for a, for a number, number of years, and it sucked, okay? And I remember I was in a crawl space in June in 2021 in a town called Carthage, Tennessee, which is bumfuck nowhere. And I was encapsulating a crawl space by myself. I'm in this crawl space because it's a little bit colder in a crawl space than it is outside during the summertime. So I'm in this crawl space with my headlamp on. And I'm eating a bowl of cold spaghetti with my hands because I had forgotten a fork. And in that moment, I realized that all I cared about was bodybuilding. Like you can be as deranged as you want to be in the sport and it is okay. Cold meals, if you cook them right, actually aren't bad. Like I can't say I've ever had like one of my meals cold and been like, man, that sucked. You know, um, it's better than no meal. Right. But then it goes back to it. It's like how I try to set up my plans is I include the whole food sourcing for each meal. I include the macronutrients. So I tried to teach my people how over time, how to, track macros and how to make those play calls. And they also have access to text me or email me if they have questions. So I have people, you know, if someone travels, I'm like, Hey man, if you're at a place, a restaurant, you, you send me a picture of the menu, right? If you don't feel comfortable, like making a play call, send a picture of the menu. But that being said, if you have a meal of, you know, ground beef and potato and a veggie, most sit down restaurants, you can find a steak, a potato and a vegetable, right? I would say all restaurants that you sit down at for the most part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, I've done it. It's easy. It's easy. Bro, you, tur I always say it. I go back to it. I'm big on it. Pack a turkey sandwich, right? You can, you can swap the macronutrients, and it's going to work very similarly as long as you digest bread well. But if you know, okay, I'm going to be on the road. I don't want to eat chicken and rice, whatever. Okay, if the macronutrients are included, you go on MyFitnessPal, you figure out how much turkey, how much... Bread, like obviously two slices, simple math. And then like condiment wise, if you need out of fat source, avocado, almonds, those type, you can find the almonds at any gas station, right? There are ways if you just do a little bit of homework, you'd like, it takes, it will take 30 minutes the night before your trip to sit down and at most and map out what you need to do. If you say, I want to pack a couple of meals, but then I want to stop and eat somewhere, figure out where you want to stop and eat, look at their menu. Or just when you're there, make that judgment call. It is in this day and age with the resources available, especially if you do have a coach, uh, it is nearly impossible to be unsuccessful no matter what you're doing. I've had too many transformations. I worked with a guy named Sam who was a traveling foreman in the Midwest for a concrete crew. And so his means of food, cooking equipment, and training changed every week. Every week that he checked in with me, he would tell me what he had access to. He would say, I, I have a kitchen or I don't have a kitchen. I have a gym or I have a hotel gym. I have this, I have that. And every week, after a while, we basically made, we just constructed a plan over the span. We worked together for about a year where 
it just got to the point where he knew, okay, if we're in this equipment access range, we're doing plan A or we're doing plan B or plan C. And he lost 40 pounds still very successfully, right? And was still able to train. I think he added like 45 pounds to his one rep max on deadlift. I'll have to go back and look because it's been a couple of years. But because here's the ultimate variable of all of this, Sam chose to be successful no matter the cost and the variables thrown at him. He did not care. That's all it takes. And again, I tell people, you can, if you want to make those excuses, you're more than welcome to. If the sky was too blue and the grass was too green, fuck it. Don't follow the plan. Just understand that it's hindering you from being successful. That is ultimately your prerogative. That is your choosing of if you want to choose mediocrity or if you want to continue to choose progression. It's that simple. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as a coach, I'm obviously a resource to help. But at the same rate, I do tell people like you are an adult. And if I do this for myself, then you can do it for yourself, too. I will be here to hold your hand and guide you through it. But if you stop at a gas station and you know you need 30 grams of protein and 40 grams of carbs, you can easily buy uh, a protein shake and a Rice Krispie Treat and you will be successful. It will work. I would rather... It's like levels of success, right? Uh, or going from optimal to practical, right? And we kind of scale down as we go. Like following the plan is going to be the most optimal route. And then we can kind of make decisions, like we said, packing different food sourcing ourselves, knowing what restaurants to stop at, knowing what to get at a gas station. All of these are still going to be better than going, you know what? We're going to stop at KFC on the way, or we're going to stop and get a fucking pizza or something ignorant that you know that is not going to work. And I don't, again, I'm looking at it from a caloric value standpoint, but I'm also looking at it from just more of a digestive perspective. Like that's all it is. That's all I care about. Like at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and split hairs with somebody who's traveling on their exact macros. If they were within a certain percentage of variance, it's more of, okay, why did you choose to eat a block of fucking cheese with this meal? And why, why that's why we're bloated and constipated for four days. That's my problem. That's where I'm like, no, we're not, we're going to try to find it at least like, you should know, as long as you followed a plan for a little bit, how to make mature decisions as far as food sourcing goes, wherever you sit down. Where I've been doing this for so long, it's kind of ingrained in me. When I go out to eat, I like to pick things that I know aren't going to hurt my tum-tum. You know, I just like want to pick something that I'm going to eat and enjoy, but then not hate myself for three hours later. Over time, you just learn like, it's better to make the better decision because you're not going to feel like shit all day from it. I would rather not be shit all day. Yeah. Yeah. Rip a gram, dude. Rip a gram right now and just do it. It's fun. It was a, it was a meeting. We had to talk, you know, it's, it's easy. <laughs> All my personalities had to meet up real quick and kind of talk about everything. Yeah. But it's, it, it is ultimately like, it's too easy at this point. And I've done it. Like I went, when I went to new Orleans in 2022, I was on prep and I made it work. And I still was able to like go to a concert that I wanted to go to and sightsee and enjoy new Orleans and experience it. All while I was on prep and it was. 
Yeah. A another option we didn't even talk about too is like, and I've done this before, um, which I am affiliated with a meal prep company, but I, I'll, I've literally shipped my meals ahead of time to my destination. I probably didn't. I probably didn't listen. But it's too easy. It's like... It's It, 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 and with the company that I use, like I lit, like with their tracking info, I do. So it's Zilla Meals. I love the owners to death. Um, they are actually they both compete in bodybuilding, so they actually do weigh out their foods when they prepare them. As I know, certain meal prep companies that don't weigh shit. Um, so it's Zilla Meals. It's code Legs. That's it, or Legs Ship. And you get free shipping. Um, but you can literally like set it up and you can even message Jordan and be like, Hey, I'm going to be at this place. I need it there by 2 PM and they will make sure that it is shipped and delivered at the exact time that you need it there. They're awesome. Ah. Jesus. Well, what's nice too is they can also, and part of why I like them, like if you go to the website, again, it's an op, it's a, it's a situation of like there's no reason you can't be successful. What I usually do is I just instead of like emailing them my specific meals because you can do that and say I need eight meals of X amount, X amount, X amount, whatever. I just order everything in bulk, right? So I'll order like a pound of steak and a pound of chicken and a pound of potatoes and whatever else. Usually I don't do their rice because I just go to whatever grocery store and I just buy or I just bring, if I'm driving, I bring my rice cooker with me. That's the one thing I don't, I don't, I just don't like to reheat rice in most cases. It never turns out that good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at that. <laughs> I've seen these rice cookers. I know what. Okay, yes. I can vouch. Yep. That's adorable. Yeah. I was going to say rinse your rice. Rinse your rice. 
you you want i was gonna say until the water's clear it will help your digestion more than anything take this tastes better but it's it's washing off all the excess starch right and so it's like it's going to help your tongue and um it's like take the four minutes to rinse it just get personal with your rice get in there clean her up yeah Yeah, cold water, agitate it with your hands, get personal with it. And then you you will Yeah. You just vent to the rice because it feels like texturally it's a fun thing. It's rinse your fucking rice at the at the very least. But yeah, so that's what I like to do, right? I'll order my stuff in bulk. You know, of course, you know, one of my meals is oatmeal and protein powder. So it's like that's easy to bring. And then one meal is a shake and cereal post-workout. So I have like two or three whole meals that I just have to prepare. I just order the exact amount of everything that I need. I bring it. I bring my food scale. And lo and fucking behold, I'm still following a meal plan just somewhere else. <laughs> yes. Or you just, but I'm also the lovely host that would have just preemptively gotten your groceries already, you know, cause that's my, I, I do get nervy to go into grocery stores as well, but it is my one moment of social interaction. So it's kind of like, I get dressed to go to the grocery store now. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. You have to, you don't know who you're going to see. I have a bougie Kroger that I go to. They sell furniture and clothes. If that like that's it, it's like a mega Kroger. It's so sick, dude. And so I, I have to look respectable there. You know, I, I put on my I put on my nicest shirt and tie, and I go in there, and it's yes, you know me so well. <laughs> I put on my clean four XL Goodwill T-shirt, and then. No, I also get those from Kroger. They sell them at Kroger, too. They sell Carhartt at this Kroger, bro. It's awesome. That's where I get all my beanies from is TSL, dude. They have all the cool colors. That's where I got my lavender beanie. Dude, just to yeah, get supreme at TSL, bro. That's crazy. I wish. Some of us don't got money like that, dude. But no, I put on my... <laughs> Don't get any feels. There ain't no money there, bro. Ain't no money in the feels. No, but as, again, like I said, it's 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 too it's too easy at this point. You just do a little bit of homework and you just really put your best foot forward when it comes to you shouldn't. You should and granted, like again, like I have like when I'm in the off season and I'm traveling, dude, I'm not
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That is very, very cool. Yeah, that's it. That's all it takes, man. It's just like, it, it, it is ultimately your prerogative. If you're in show prep, good fucking luck. You have no other option. <laughs> you're saying on the plane, I do not care. I, there's no, I have no grace in that world. You will do what you need to do to be successful. Uh, but outside of that, again, I always tell people like in my life, like as I've gotten older in this sport, uh, as the old man that I am, and I've lost a lot of loved ones in the, in the most recent years, I've learned that the time spent with others matters more at the end of the day. Creating those memories matters more than, than the food, than the gym. Right now, granted, like a lot of my loved ones are equally invested in the gym. So it is our time together. Right, right. So it's like, you know, like when I was talking about when I went to DC and we discussed training together, it was part because it was at a, like a gym that I wanted to go to and I wanted to hang out with you. Obviously, that didn't work out, but it's like that was a part of the idea. It was like, I want to train, but it's more importantly making the memories, right? And visiting a new gym. Yeah. And so that's how I approach it where it's like, I'd rather like, like with my, with my parents, you know, I'm in, in, at my, in my hometown right now visiting, like I'm not going to not eat with my parents. So granted they eat pretty clean, right? Like my dad loves to grill. My mom cooks very clean as well. I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, my meal plan says I'm supposed to do this. I'm going to eat what I think. So I'm supposed to, I'm going to eat responsibly and I'm going to enjoy time with my fucking family. Because that matters more right now. Yeah, that matters more right now. Right now, if I was four weeks out from a show, different story. If I'm at any weeks out from a show, I'm right. Yeah, yeah. And my parents are good about that too. Like I've come in before on prep and I just tell them what I need. And they and, and they will, like my dad will grill the chicken breast that I need. He will do, he'll let me do everything that I need to do. But in the, in the context of, just in general life. Like when I go visit my family in West Virginia, my grandparents, I don't give a fuck what's put in front of me. Yeah, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to be mean to me, Okay. She makes, she makes biscuits and gravy. I'm eating biscuits and gravy because again, the time with them is precious to me. It matters so much. The same with my friends. Like I'm not going to, I'm just in a position now where I feel comfortable in making those decisions. If I'm with loved ones, like my best friends, if I'm on a trip, like when I went to DC, I'm not going to sit there and be like, I wonder how much protein's in this meal. You know, like, do I need more? I, I don't care because I also didn't gorge the whole weekend. So I didn't come back looking worse. You know what I mean? Like, but it's not also going on vacation. Isn't an eating competition, right? Like having a free meal while we're on the subject, having a free meal, isn't an eating challenge. No, I like, and I used to be that guy. And then I was wondering why it was hindering progress, but it's like the, my tum tums are set. Um, I froze up. So my, my rule that I give my athletes is in, in most cases, I'll actually have them do their free meal as their second to last meal. And I always tell them if by the time your next last meal is supposed to be eaten, 
and you followed what I tell, which I tell them go on a 10 minute walk after each, after that meal, yada, yada, yada. If you get to your last meal and you are painfully full, you have overdone your free meal. It's the easiest way to teach somebody. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's too much. Like, you shouldn't, like, a free meal should not be, let me do four burgers and see what happens. It should be, like, let's let's be reasonable. A burger, yes. Now, I, he will take away your free meal. He doesn't even coach me, and he took mine away after that conversation. So, <laughs> But no, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, don't, don't go to either extreme. There is a such thing as balance in this crazy world of fitness. So help me God. It's just finding that. And, and again, whatever makes your neurotic brain happy, do it. You will be okay. It's a couple of days. That's all. Yeah. Mike, any wisdom? Yep. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Communicate with your coach. Yep. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I I need to get need to do that. I don't have a squatty potty. Bidet, yes. Absolutely. You're the bougiest, bougiest bitch that I've ever met in my life. You no, you've earned everything that you have. I so I believe me, you have earned it all. But you are so bougie. You're like, listen, you need to buy this. It's seven thousand dollars. You will have to finance for it. But the APR is not that bad. <laughs> it's like they will it will ding you by about thirty points. It will be worth it. I promise you. Yeah. It's like, you're like, buy this espresso maker. It's $900. Start an OnlyFans to fund this project. <clears throat> oh my God. Bro, he rich, rich, dude. What the fuck? That's, I mean, it's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. I love it. I love it. You are like, because I feel extra with some of my subscriptions and you make me feel normal. Dude, that's awesome. You've earned it. So that's in Mike's advice buy it all and buy the best. You'll figure it out. So I'm saying, dude, like, listen, we can't, they can't bury us with our money, bro. Right? I swear to God. Dude, I'm putting it in my will. Like, I'm putting me in a beanie when I die. It's on. It's on. I I don't think I will. I'm pretty, dude. I'm fortunate. The mullet is coming in so strong, dude. Yeah. Right, dude. It's only been like two or three months. Damn. <laughs> We're out. We're not doing this anymore. 
No, I've been I've been fortunate. I have grown my hair out every show prep. Okay. He's slightly. So they said, so you want me to lie, is what you're telling me. You know? <laughs> Just do finasteride and injectable biotin. Okay. Let's save it for another podcast because I am I am intrigued. But I, I've I have known one person to have actually nearly reversed his balding using injectable biotin and finasteride together. I imagine there are. That's just, that's as far as my, because again, I, I, I say this as a person who unfortunately lacks empathy in this current situation. I have never had to deal with hair loss. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. This is a, this is very much a proactive thing. You can't reactively. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you, the only option is hair plugs at that point. Like, that's it. Just a couple of them, dude. That'd be sick. But you also have, you do have the play too, where like you can grow such an extravagant beard, so you could rock bald if you needed to, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been told that before in my days of a shaved head as I've shaved it many times and the whole blonde hair blue eyed thing doesn't necessarily help my situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's part of why I'm great. I'm going to a mullet, which is questionable in that gray zone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dude. Every time I go get my hair cut, I'm like, dude, this shit looks so ignorant. And I love it. I love it. I, I might get to meet Theo Vaughn, dude. Yeah, so one of my clients, Dalton, who's the professional wrestler, is actually great friends with him. And he's coming, Theo's coming to his next match. And now, Dalton, yeah, dude, we'll, please, yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll text Dalton about it. So I might meet Theo, um, which I'm like, so I'm not, now I'm like, dude, I, I'll make it. No, 
we can't afford him. I can, dude, I will find it. I will, yeah, I'll take out a mortgage that I don't have to pay this dude. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Um, no, but now I'm just like really self conscious that my mullet's not going to be ready in time, you know, because it's like, it's like a baby. Dude, the mullet king, and then Dalton also, Dalton has like a permed mullet. It's sick, okay? Mine is like in the baby, like we know what I'm going for, and it doesn't look bad, but comparatively, if I'm in the same room as them, I look like a chump. Always. I mean, when do I not? I get my haircut, I get my haircut the day I get my haircut, I don't wear a hat. I put on a hat the next day, and it doesn't come off till my next haircut. So... But yeah, on that note, um, DHT blocking shampoo proactively, uh, please. Wow. That's something interesting. I shampoo mine t once a week. I do once a week. I mean, I'll. Ah, that's what it is. Accutane is a hell of a drug. It is I'm fortunate I didn't have to take it. I don't deal with acne either. Um, that's my gift. Um, it's yeah. So uh, wash your hair once a week. Uh, change out your pillowcases frequently if you do battle acne. Um, we love and thank all of three of you who listen to us. Um, we know that our absence obviously was detrimental to you. So we are back. We are back, our babies. Um, Please leave us a five-star review, not a one-star like some of you bitch boys have on Spotify. Uh, refer us to your friends, family, maybe not your parents. They probably don't want to hear this. Uh, tell your mom. She might want to hear this. Um, yeah, well, I'll text her. Um, repost us on Instagram. Tag us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us. Mike, where can they find you? Yes, very good. Yeah, so, and you can find me on Instagram at cp.legs, or you can email me at trainedbycp at gmail.com. Um, soon to be dietrying.com as well. That will be at the end of the month. Um, and on that note, thank you for listening to the most feral episode thus far. And until next time, thank you for listening to the